Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. How do you do, boys and girls? Welcome to the Chad Cheese Podcast. Hello. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On today's show, Amazon might throw its hat into the employment ring. Money keeps going into AI, and we'll discuss real reasons why. Big and McDonald's is making a big bet that Snapchat will help it employ 250,000 people this summer. Stay it's tuned. Their, it's their special sauce. America's job exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over 1,000 customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Hey, just a quick reminder. They obviously AJE does great compliance, but we got to get the uh, got to get a programmatic ad out for those guys since they're doing all this cool programmatic stuff. Well, talk to your boy Bill Fanning and get that done. Yeah, no, they sent me something. I got to rewrite got, it. You know, you how got Fanning is. on speed dial, so <laughs> that's your he's that's the your man. show. He's the man. Hey, the uh, the the podcast uh, road show continues next week. Yeah, at, at Jobgate. Quick, uh, quick housekeeping note: If you're going to be at Jobgate, come by and say hi. Uh, we love beer, um, so six packs, whatever you got, uh, bring that over, and uh, here's talk about all the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. New Orleans, man. Come on. We're going to be down there if you're down there. Look us up, tweet us. Uh, and yeah, if you're going to be at Jobgate, uh, bring a beer with you because we'll probably have one when we when we start doing the podcast live. If not that, uh, Hurricanes at O'Brien's. Boom. <laughs> All right. So what was potentially a slow week uh, turned into a really awesome week of news. Uh, we'll start with the uh, $20 million investment that went into Intello. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, Intello is essentially people search. Um, they started as um, trying to predict when people were on the move and giving uh, recruiters a leg up on you know, uh, contacting those candidates uh, when they didn't even know they were on the market. Um, and have since sort of evolved into a management AI company. Um, and they're obviously loading up for the future and what that means. They, well, they're they're like they're like LinkedIn with brains. That's what they are. I mean, they they go out are and you they saying LinkedIn has no brains. LinkedIn is the scarecrow, my man. Um, <laughs> you know, when it comes down to when it comes down to it, these guys these guys they they have the brain. They they're going out and they're pulling data, and they're creating like these Frankenstein profile things that are that are in most cases better than the profiles that we have out there in the first place. So think of LinkedIn, but think of LinkedIn with better data, better information, 
and with AI backing it. And we, we, we speak real loosely about AI, but man, we've been talking about AI for months. We've been talking about Maya, Worky, Clustree just last week and a myriad of others. But what do you think the big change is driving these guys getting $20 million in cash? I mean, what- chunk of change. Um, so I want to be on the record that if if uh, if twenty six billion dollars goes to the the non brains of the room, then t- to take my brain out because <laughs> if LinkedIn is so stupid to get twenty six billion, like I want to be that stupid. Um, but yeah, so there's money flowing into AI. Um, I think that you have to ask the question: What's going on here? Uh, why is money flowing into this? And it's pretty clear that. Money goes where money is. And these companies understand Google, Microsoft, potentially Facebook, potentially Amazon, some others mm-hmm. are getting head, you know, diving headfirst into AI. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've both heard rumors of Google uh, having an API for basically people search so people can go in their ATS and search people with Google's technology. Um, I got to think that Microsoft owning LinkedIn will have smarter AI type search around LinkedIn profiles. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a race to gobble up these companies. And with Intello getting more money, their valuation goes up, which means their price tag goes up, which means their investors get to cash out uh, at a higher you know, price point. And I think mm-hmm. the work keys and all the companies you mentioned, hiring solved, uh, we've talked a lot about them. Yeah. Um, this is all about a race to get bought and more money, higher valuation. Those are the companies that will potentially go first because they have a, a higher perceived value. But yeah, this isn't about like building a long-term company with mm-hmm. $20 million. This is about like valuation, get bought, cash money, cash money, follow the, follow the bucks. Think about it. Google moved from mobile first to AI first. And when Google does, when they do things, people seem to take notice, right? So the market in itself, um, obviously, it was nice to be an AI company at that point or, or automation company or anything that, you know, could be AI or even uh, intelligence augmentation types of types of uh, programs um, because Google's doing it. So obviously, that must be smart. And that's why I say on the LinkedIn side, yeah, they sold for a lot of money, but who did they sell to? They sold them. They sold to Microsoft. Microsoft can smarten them up with their machine learning, and to be quite frank, they were probably in a bidding war. They wanted all of that data, but we're not. When you're playing the 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 short game, which is pretty much what what LinkedIn would be doing right now if they didn't have Microsoft. Um, Microsoft, Google, all of these organizations like Intello, they're playing the long game. They see where this industry, at least the connection to data and talent and jobs and predictive intelligence is going. And LinkedIn has none of that, which is one of the reasons why I call them a scarecrow. Yeah, I don't think Intello has a long game. I agree with you that Microsoft and Google do. I think Intello, when they get a check for $100 million or $200 million or $250 million, (laughs) are going to go to the beach and uh and hang out um so who do you so who are you have a different uh, perspective on so you're of the opinion that people will just upload google's api and call it a day and that that these companies are sort of at risk of not being acquired is that correct yeah i mean you take a look at you take a look at um competing with google 
right? It, it, do, it just doesn't make sense in this space, unless you're a very big player like Microsoft or Amazon or, I mean, it, it makes no sense whatsoever because in the words of some, a very uh, bright young lady that I talked to earlier this week, Google's just going to smoke you. Cause I asked her specifically and, and she's, she's with a recruiting platform. I'm not going to talk about it this week. Um, I said, why, you know, why would any recruiting platform, even the size of your recruiting platform, look at, um, partnering with Google? Does it make sense? Because I mean, really they're just going to cannibalize possibly do the whole Trojan horse thing. And her response was Google is going to smoke anybody who gets in the space. They just are. That's what they do. And they'll do it well, especially if they put their resources to it. And what we're seeing and what we're hearing and what they're demonstrating is that's exactly what they're going to do. So if you're an Intello, it's incredibly, incredibly smart to get this, this, this funding to be able to boost, the value, uh, boost valuation and uh, again, get sold. Hopefully one of those bigger organizations who um, they don't believe Google partnership makes sense for them can buy into you. So I, real quickly, I think, I think there's still a tremendous risk in getting in bed with Google and giving them access to all this data. And I think they're going to be companies who want to get in the, get in this game that want to place bets on having their own stuff yep. and not just relinquishing it to Google. So this is a great story and it'll play out, but how, how it will end, we don't know, but we'll definitely be following it. The bell, man, the bell, man, let's move on. So, uh, other big news, Amazon company, we all know, um, is rumored to be in buying talks with Slack, the corporate messaging service. Uh, the price tag is maybe the most interesting part of this. It's ridiculous. Uh, nine, nine billion with a B dollars uh, for this service. Dude, if I'm at Slack right now, I'm Keep trying. In mind, to... we're talking about career builder selling for a billion dollars. Yeah, I know. Well, it, this it... is a messaging app for nine times that. Well, that's what I mean. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous from the standpoint of, oh my god, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, if I'm at Slack, uh, I'm not going to play the career builder kind of slow play negotiation game. If they come to me with a number like that, and we can go ahead and, and stamp that and get that thing moving, get it done quick. Um, because man, I, th no way. When I saw this come out, I, I thought it was a typo, $9 billion. You've got to be kidding me. So I think, I think the dollar story is, is definitely intriguing. And this deal hasn't happened yet. Maybe it was, you know, $9, who knows, or 9 million. But anyway, um, to me, the bigger story is Amazon poking around at sort of workplace mm -hmm. things. And, yeah. you know, they, uh, they launched, they launched sort of a conferencing uh, go-to meeting kind of app a while back. So they've dabbled in this, but this would be a full-blown Amazon getting into like corporate communications, this whole game. So we talk a lot about Google getting into it, obviously Microsoft slash LinkedIn, right. Facebook is getting into it, um, Salesforce we've talked about before. But if you throw Amazon in this mix, you know, you're, you're talking about like some big companies that are getting into the, I guess, workforce management, workforce software yeah. game. And to me, that's a bigger story than than uh, the $9 billion price tag and who they're buying. Potentially. Yeah, well, at this point, the, those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse, for goodness yeah. sakes. Those are the big, those are the, those are the big ones. Um, so, yeah, if Slack, any day, man. I mean, you see Microsoft already has Team, Google. I mean, they've got messaging software. 
Facebook obviously has messaging software. If you're Amazon, you're thinking, holy shit, what do we do? I don't know. I'd pay $9 billion. But, I mean, you got to get something. And we've been talking about this for a couple of months now. You'd better sell. And I, to me, if, if Amazon does buy Slack, it instantly puts them into the discussion with Facebook, Microsoft, and Google in terms of workforce, whatever, workforce software products. They still have a um, lot of work to do. They still have a lot of work to do to be able to be in the, the, the same the same categories. But, if, yeah. If you want to bet against Bezos, be my guest. But no, I wouldn't do that. You know, when, when, do he that. La- when they launched a cloud, you know, Amazon Web Services, yep. you know, to the fact that they are the number one player in that now. Um, and by the way, not that this is totally relevant, but uh, Amazon just bought Whole Foods for $13 billion. So they're they're in a little bit of a buying spree right now. They got a lot of money to throw around. So maybe Slack will be another thing in there and uh, all these Whole Foods employees can communicate with each other. Well, the, if you remember, I believe it was Bezos who said that he wanted to have an employee-free grocery store. So who knows? Maybe Whole Foods will be our first automated AI grocery store, and we will get food delivered to our house via drones. There you go. Maybe maybe Slack will be uh, messaging with bots, and you'll just talk to the robots at Whole Foods that remind you to buy milk um, and have it delivered or whatever to your uh, – I don't know. The future is interesting, and Amazon obviously is going to be Slack. part of it. Um, and it looks like they want to be part of the, uh, the workforce development uh, platform software game as well. All angling, man. All angling. Angling. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, we have a new advertiser, which we're really excited about. Uh, we want to mention before we, we hear from them. Uh, Wonderlick, if you're an NFL football fan, as Chad and I most definitely are, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably familiar with Wonderlick from the Combine uh, Wonderlick tests. You'll hear about quarterbacks you know, grading high or low on their Wonderlick test. And Wonderlick has taken some of that technology uh, that they're really good at and they're starting to put it into the employment space and putting it into sort of uh, self-serve um, assessment of employees. And they have a really exciting project or a real exciting product um, that we're going to hear about. But aside from that, we love the support. Uh, we're real happy to bring Wonderlick on board Welcome, and Wonderlick. hope that that will be a, a long, fruitful relationship between all of us. So, without any further ado, let's hear about one score from Wonderlick. Ever made a bad hire? Well, who hasn't? Hiring the right person can be extremely difficult and, quite frankly, can kill your business if you get it wrong. Well, now thanks to the folks at Wonderlick, there is an easy and affordable solution that can help you find the future rock stars and help you avoid the bad apples. It's called OneScore, and you can try it for free. That's right. Chad and Cheese listeners can get a free seven-day trial by visiting wonderlick.com slash cheddar. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C dot com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Use OneScore to make your hiring process smarter. Go to www.wonderlick.com slash cheddar and start your free OneScore trial now. Awesome. Boom. Well, if if the $9 billion uh, price tag didn't, you know, snap your neck back. <laughs> hearing the news, hearing the news that McDonald's uh, is hiring two hundred fifty thousand seasonal workers and relying on Snapchat to hire a lot of those two hundred fifty thousand people uh, definitely got my attention. Two, How about yours, Chad? 
250,000 freaking people via Snapchat. And again, we, we talked about this months ago and thought it was really cool because from a demographic standpoint, it makes sense. You're looking for the lower end of the demographic in, in some cases, not all cases, but you're looking for the lower end of the demographic. What communication vehicle do they use more than anybody else? And it's the Snapchat, Instagram, you know, those types of, those types of, uh, messaging and communication, right? So. It just makes sense. I thought it was really cool, but man, you talk about, again, this is different than just the filter or the, the lens that they pulled together. Yeah, the lens that they pulled together uh, before, and it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let's talk about this. This is ridiculous, man. 250,000, wow. When we first talked about Snap uh, in Australia, yeah. where they essentially, you, for those who don't know, take a picture of what's called a Snap code. Um, it, it it created a lens or like a filter where uh, you could use it for 10 minutes and it gave you, uh, you put on your picture on the screen, it put a, um, a filter of a McDonald's name tag and a McDonald's hat on your head. You recorded a 10 second video. You sent that video to their uh, McDonald's Snapchat account in, in Australia. And then they contacted you if they liked your 10 seconds uh, of interviewing. Now, that assuming uh, being a beta test, uh, the McDonald's here in the state said, okay, yeah, let's start looking at Snapchat as an option to do this. Um, they're not going to be that creative, I think, largely because of regulations here in the states that they don't have in other parts of the world. Mm. But uh, they're going to essentially have a quick ad. Um, you can swipe up if you're interested in applying. You have sort of a quick online uh, mobile apply and then your name goes into the hat for people to work at McDonald's. But the fact that McDonald's is looking at Snapchat to, you know, recruit folks that are in the 16 to 24 uh, age range, um, that they're taking Snapchat as, a, as seriously as an advertising platform, you know, to me bodes very well for Snapchat. Um, I'm sure okay. that everyone at Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Domino, you know, whoever it is, they're all going to look at what McDonald's is doing and they're going to follow suit and start looking at Snapchat as a way to, to drive traffic to those positions. Well, this is, and this is a, a, a great example of knowing your lane, right? And instead of Snapchat going after the professional industry for these types of things, they know where their lane is. They know who their demographic is. They know who their users are, which is awesome. And for them to be able to start this conversation with McDonald's, then who knows? You know, maybe it's Burger King. Maybe it's not just fast food. Maybe it's Lowe's. Maybe it's Walmart. Who knows, right? Um, there, there's going to be some great applications for specific types of jobs um, in specific types of demographics. So, you know, kudos to McDonald's for, I mean, I mean, this is, this is a huge commitment. I'm gonna, I'd really like to see how many they get out of this. Um, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be cool and kind of pushing forward to the conversation that we had before about snaps and obviously pictures and, and, and that's what, you know, the, the selfie generation is all about right now. Um, but being able to also use Snapchat prospectively to take a picture of a resume or something of that nature, um, and upload it into, uh, an organization's ATS. Um, I did get confirmation this week that there are applicant tracking systems that do take photos as uploads, not just Word documents and so on and so forth. They recognize the text in the actual photo and then they bring that text over into uh, 
the the fields in the application itself. So preform, it, it makes it again as we're trying to touch these different demographics. They have different ways that they're used to communicate and do all these different things. This is really cool. Yeah, I agree. And you know, a lot of pe- a lot of people in this age range don't have a resume uh, for McDonald's for them. So for them to have sort of an easy mobile apply that's connected to Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very clever and it's, it's going to catch on, uh, with more and more companies that hire the 16 to 24 age group because it is, it is where they're playing. I do think that it's also interesting to note that, um, companies are more and more becoming their own marketing engine to get candidates. You know, the old days, if McDonald's wanted somebody aside from putting a help wanted sign, you know, on the door, Right. was a newspaper ad or, hey, let's post a job on on whatever job board. You know, this is another example of a company taking the bull by the horns. How do we use our marketing department to recruit people? How do we take the next step? And we've been talking about this, for, you know, from the 84 Lumber oh, uh, scenario with Super Bowl ads. But more and more we're seeing companies, you know, take a hold of their own future and their own, you know, their own um, – um, What's the word I'm looking for? Their own destiny uh, mm-hmm. with hiring candidates. And I think that's very exciting um, for the future of, of employment if companies well, start doing really creative things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my, my, my employer brand friends are going to get pissed at me for saying this. But, I mean, we need to think of more of more of a holistic brand. This isn't just about the employment brand at all. This is about the customers coming in, seeing that you're hiring and then using the snap, right? Those are customers who are actually coming in. They were, they were driven there by their lifestyle. They might, they, they might go to that restaurant. They might go to Lowe's who knows what it is. This is a branding opportunity, a holistic branding opportunity to be able to have a great experience for a customer, not just a candidate. So again, this is not employment brand. This is an overall brand. And this will impact your bottom line, positively or negatively. Agreed. Well, you heard the bell. Means we're moving on. Next. Next. Okay. Indeed. Officially oh. launched career pages. Now, there have been some pages uh, photographed in the wild, so to speak. But they have officially <laughs> launched pretty much simple... Uh, career sites, uh, hosted domains. I mean, these are real simple. I assume they'll evolve, um, into something, you know, better. Um, but right now they're, they're, they're targeting small businesses that don't have a career site, uh, that want something simple that are using indeed probably to post jobs, uh, potentially using indeed to get applicants come in and look at resumes. Um, that's not super huge news, but I think, you know, you and I have a, a, a disagreement on what indeed wants to be, what it is, where it's going. Um, I have a firm, I have a firm belief that they are going to start competing with applicant tracking systems and that these career pages are just another step into doing that. And I also think we do agree on, uh, that indeed needs to do stuff to separate itself from Google for jobs which is going to slowly erode its sort of job search traffic uh, from Google uh, benefit that they get today. And this is maybe another way to do that, which is becoming a recruitment software company. Uh, but you still really don't think that they're going after the ATS market with this move? This isn't this isn't an ATS piece, especially small business size, right? So if we're talking about small business, small business is not looking for an applicant tracking system. They're looking for something nice and pretty to be able to get out on the web so that they can get 
resumes through. Now, if they can have some kind of filtering scheme um, against their, their basic qualifications, then yeah, it makes a hell of a lot of sense, right? But one of the things you've got to remember is Google for Hire, the Google applicant tracking system, is going to be out shortly anyway. So anything that they're going to be doing, I think, gets smoked quickly for anything that Google is doing because they're going to start out on the small business side of the house. Not to mention, you take a look at CareerBuilder, who is already smoking the hell out of Indeed in this area as it is. They have thousands of companies that are already doing more cosmetic types of pages where the the actual live the one that you're talking about we found out in the wild was it was a pepsi jobs um iteration of indeed it was the ugliest there i just there's no way that i would i would want to be able to be pepsi and say aren't you proud of my brand look at that thing indeed is not known for cosmetics, for anything other than getting you to apply and getting you into the applicant tracking system. I know that's not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing. Although from the corporate side of the house, you've got branding. We just talked about employment branding and overall consumer branding. This is important for for companies and indeed is not going to be that answer. Okay. First of all, your contention is that Indeed shouldn't do something because Google's going to do it. So in other words, no, because there's Google Hire, Indeed shouldn't them. make a career page. If just because, like, that's what you said, right? No, I said they can do it. I just feel like they're going to get smoked. They're going to go after this. That's essentially and saying they shouldn't do it. Like, None. I shouldn't go trot for the Colts because I'm going to get smoked. But go ahead and do it. No, you should do it, though. That'd I should fun. do it. I'd like to get that <laughs> oh, one. Dude. I'd like to get that on camera. Yeah. <laughs> You're basically you you are basically saying they shouldn't do it because Google's doing it. And I think I think the opposite. Like I think they have to do it because they know Google is going to do it. And if they have to have a sales call that says, "Oh well, Google has one click apply. They have career sites. They have applicant tracking stuff. They do blah blah blah. They have candidate search that's you know really cool." If indeed if all Indeed can say is, "Well, we have a lot of traffic. You can post your jobs," they're going to lose that battle. They need to be able to say yes. We have the same thing as Google does, and you should use ours because we know employment like no one else or whatever that sales pitch is. Mm -hmm. But to me, they're doing this because they have to, even if they don't necessarily want to. Here's, here's the real world, CareerBuilder, okay? So what Indeed needs to do is they need to take a look at CareerBuilder and how they started to build up these types of services that you're actually talking about. Um, they didn't build them, they acquired them. And I don't see Indeed being able to grow a diverse portfolio of recruiting platforms that could prospectively be small business all the way to enterprise um, by themselves. They're going to have to get into acquisition mode. That's what CareerBuilder did. Now, CareerBuilder is not doing a good job of, of, of framing that and getting good messaging out that they have these things, but at least they're in a much better position, I believe, than Indeed is currently from, again, the, the, the long-term game of having that that uh, that setup indeed doesn't. If they feel, if you feel like they can build it, I think you're wrong. Okay, so you you underestimate indeed. I don't know if they can do it as well. Um, and yeah, there might be an acquisition, you know, here or there. And tell um, them, you know, I think I think what we them. talked about in the first part of the show with you know AI search and mm -hmm. um, you know there's there's stuff people are doing with like facial recognition and you know things that that definitely indeed is going to take a lot of time to build. And it's just easier to buy somebody. 
Yep. Um, but you know, I think or you're partner. underestimating Indeed to a certain degree. Or partner. Um, and I think I think your point about ugly career sites and career pages, like, yeah, they're not real attractive. And Pepsi is not Pepsi's not going to have a page with like a black header and a <laughs> font that isn't Pepsi's font or their logo and the header. And, you know, like they're definitely not going to do that. But to say that that's the product today isn't the same as saying that's going to be the product a year from now. It's not super hard to like build customization where plug in a logo, pick your colors, throw some pictures in here. Have you ever worked um, with have you ever worked with a company the level of Pepsi and saying it's not it's not hard pulling together all that stuff? I mean, pulling CSS off of off of one of their pages and trying to duplicate it isn't isn't hard, but being able to try to get it through marketing, dude, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I'm telling you. Not to mention Indeed is not an advertising agency from the design side. Right, they would also have to take a look at getting into that, into that, that, uh, in that area of our industry, which they're not today. Not from my understanding, unless you know different. Way too many components going on here. Partnering up with organizations to be able to do it makes a hell of a lot more sense. It's less costly, um, and you make so, each other stronger while you're doing it. So, so small business is roughly eighty-five percent of the hiring that goes on in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you're targeting an 85, do you care about the rest? I mean, maybe you do, but if they know like Pepsi's not going to use this anyway, but if you know if yeah, to get pizza to that, joint down the street and you know yeah, regional companies, five percent, dude, you've got to reach out to all of those different locations throughout the United States to be able to try to get that 85%. It's easier, which is one of the reasons why you see uh, organizations go for the enterprise side is because I hit one talent acquisition or maybe a couple and I get multiple locations, many locations and thousands or tens of thousands of jobs. That I mean, that's just, that's the play, right? So yeah, you can do, and we saw this with Monster in Blue Collar and it failed because they had to actually have uh, locations in, you just double booked you sucker. Um, I did. they had, they had locations everywhere and it just, it didn't scale. So, I mean, you've got to take a look at the scale, scalability and business model. I think the last time I double dinged you was the Probably same topic. About Indeed. I think it was the same topic. All right. Well, we'll continue to talk about Indeed and, and we didn't talk about job spotter. Oh, anyway. God. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and hear about Beyond, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, some Google stuff when we come back. Yeah. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low, flat rate. Here's how it works you tell Beyond how many jobs you have, and Beyond gives you one simple price. To market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three month full service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. 
Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. What show would be complete without talking about Google <laughs> for jobs? Something we agree on, I think, too. I think so. I think so. So uh, a common pushback on Google getting into this is Google has Google flights and they haven't killed the airline companies or Expedia and price lines of the world. Uh, this product isn't going to kill the job sites and boards around, around the world. Um, I have four reasons why that's not going to be like, I have four reasons why Google flights failure is not going to be indicative of Google for jobs future. The first one, brand loyalty. Yeah. I've been using Expedia since I can remember. Like they have my credit card information. They're easy to use. They have all the flights. Like I have a brand loyalty there that I've had for a long time. I don't know how much loyalty someone has to a Google search. And I don't think that many people have brand loyalty to a job site. Like I don't think someone who got a job through Monster in 2004 are really quick to go back to Monster and say, this is the only place I can find a job. I think they're going yeah. to a lot of places and they're using Google to find those other places today. Well, you've got to remember though, too, it's not just about us because we grew up with uh, William Shatner and the price line and, and whatnot yeah. because brand loyalty definitely is dying with the generation. I mean, again, it's more about the long game. Um, Plus, I mean, there's no loyalty. So you take a look at the individuals who today, anything that they do, I mean, we have brand loyalty. They just go straight to Android or they go to wherever they go to, to do a search. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what Google's intent was or their objectives with regard to um, Google Flights. I did several dozens and dozens of, of searches today to check them out. Um, I don't, I don't know that I would call them a failure. Uh, I don't know what the objective was. Was it, was it to take Google search feels like Google base to me or Google flights feels like Google base. Like someone said, we have these flights, we have this flight data. We know people are searching, you know, flights to Denmark or whatever. And let's throw in, you know, uh, flight searches when people do that. It's, it's, it's better than Google base. Don't, don't take it down to that level. True. I mean, it, it really be, is. It would be Google Base if Google Base was still around from 2005. To today. I think. I think what was interesting when I was doing those searches is that there, at least on my searches, they might show up on yours, but there was no search engine marketing on any of those those flight searches that I did. So flights for Indianapolis, fl- flights to Boston, flights to L.A., whatever, um, even flights to Jamaica. Uh, it was really cool, um, but again, I, I agree from a brand loyalty standpoint. Um, I go to I go to orbits or I go to Delta, um, and, uh, yeah, and, and if you have a hub, you go to the the side of the, the airline. Right. So three other real quick, we can you know talk about these uh, in length if you like. But so mind the gap, right? Like you take how many times do you travel on an airplane in a year? Yeah. Let's call it at least five. I say yeah. I mean me twelve. So so if you look for a job every two to three years, you're definitely traveling probably more than you are looking for a job. Yes. So your connection with these brands are much more frequent than they are when you look for employment. Which is why the other you have one loyalty. Is, yeah, the other one is is dollars and cents. There's a lot more money 
mm-hmm. in travel companies than there are job boards, right? So Captain Kirk didn't pitch Monster, he pitched <laughs> Priceline, right? And then I think the biggest one is fragmentation in that every I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb and say Priceline, Expedia, Orbitz all have the same flights. Yes or no? I, I'd say yes. They they all have yes. everything. There's, I believe there's nothing unique on Priceline that would make you go, oh, I got to check out Priceline because there's a flight there that is, that doesn't exist on orbits, right? right? Like they all have the same content, so there's no reason to like go to a bunch of multiple sites because you know the content is going to be the same. Whereas job sites, you know, even Indeed doesn't have Craigslist postings. And so even in that situation, you have to go to multiple places to find what you want. And I have a rewards program with orbits. Ah, yes. Makes sense, right? Yes. So I think it was funny because we were listening to a, a nice gentleman talk about this on stage a few weeks ago. And, and, and I really think that uh, really missing the mark on this one. Uh, th- this is this is not this is not just a jobs play. It's not just a flights play. It's it's a lifestyle play. Um, because you know, what we're missing is that Google is, we're, we're using it every damn day. Normal people don't go to Indeed or LinkedIn every damn day, but they use Google in some form or fashion. And again, I'm, I'm generalizing, but they do it every damn day. So what Google's looking to do is they're looking to focus on user experience, focus on getting all the data structured in, in a much you know better way to use. Um, especially from a presentation standpoint, uh, you know, whether it's faceted search or, or even more in-depth search, um, to be able to provide a better experience for everybody when they're using their system every damn day. Again, you know, I, I th- we're thinking way too narrowly on this. And, and again, the flights versus jobs. You know, this is an expansion that's happening right now, and it's their AI-first expansion. This is this is the thing that we need to be thinking about. Not did flights win or lose. It's how they're going to do better in all these different areas. Because from a lifestyle standpoint, when you go to look for a flight, they're going to want to match you predictively to what you've done in the past. Not to mention also they have my calendar because I have Google calendars. Um, they'll be able to help you out even before you know it. So there, there's a ton. There's a ton that's going on out there, and it's not just about jobs. It's about lifestyle. Yeah, I think we both agree that Google getting into jobs is just one piece of a much bigger mission, um, and they're taking it much more seriously probably than they are just giving you an easier way to find search or flight or flight data. Yeah, and, and I think Microsoft and LinkedIn really gave them a big nudge. Yep, they sure did. Um, and speaking of nudges, uh, we've probably worn out our welcome uh, with most people's what? attention spans. So let's uh, let's end this show on a happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, uh, you and me included. Uh, Sunday, take a break. If you're a father, hopefully you have a great day, and it's uh, nice where you are. Excellent. We out. Later. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.